This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the big extra inning win Wednesday in San Francisco, Kevin Pillar had said, maybe now the monkey is off our backs. Well, about that. Monkey? Back, back, monkey. Let's get you two reacquainted. Just when you thought the Mets were turning a corner, around that corner was a big blue wall made out of brick. The Mets marched into that wall Thursday night like they were the favorite college band during homecoming in Animal House. A bullpen game for the Dodgers, and even without a Scherzer or Bueller or Kershaw or Price, the Mets were right back in monkey mode. We'll talk about it now. Mets in the morning. Mets in the morning, oh yeah. Mets in the morning. Gonna tell you what the Mets are doing while coffee is brewing now. Here's Josh Lewin, a scoodly down. Thank you, oh singer of the lyrics, Josh Lewin with you. Monkey is a really funny word to say, don't you agree? Good way to start the pod. I don't know why it's funny, but it is. Monkey. And there it was, back on the backs of the Mets Thursday night right before our very eyes and timeout I don't mean to turn this into amateur night at the chuckle hut but why is there a phrase like before our very eyes we don't say I got punched right in the very nose or Pete Alonso got hit by a pitch right in the very elbow why do we say before our very eyes also what's the deal with airplane food all right, we'll move on. We got to recap what happened. Uh, four to one was the final Thursday night the Mets lost. But remember what happened before the team made its way to L.A. The Mets owner put the team on blast. Then Kevin Pillar hit a blast, and the Mets had stopped a five-game losing streak, got everyone to come back inside from on the ledge. Wednesday was a really cool day to be a Mets fan. It felt like hope was gathering out over the Pacific, about to make landfall. At Stephen A. Cohen, too, had entered the chat. And it reminded us of Ron Darling telling the story on SNY about when he was getting hit hard as an Oakland athletic. And he was inspired to assure his manager, Tony La Russa, that he wasn't about to panic. And La Russa said, well, maybe you should. <laughs> and Ronnie pitched much better after Tony La Russa said that. And by the way, happy birthday, Ronnie. It was yesterday. And congrats to Keith Hernandez this coming weekend, finally going into the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, as he should have done many years ago. Anyway, a huge psychological lift from Wednesday, heading to Chavez Ravine Thursday, a continuation of this now infamous 13-game gauntlet, which is a great band name. 13-game gauntlet. And the band name test is simple. Just imagine the guest host on Saturday Night Live introducing them coming at a commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, Arcade Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, Arctic Monkeys. Ladies and gentlemen, 13-game gauntlet. I think it works. Uh, anyway, Wednesday, yeah, the Mets had scored six runs for just the second time since July 23rd. Took until the 12th inning of that game, but hey, that's okay. Steve Cohen wasn't wrong in his assessment of the bats. 25th in OPS entering Thursday's game. They haven't had an OPS that low in a winning season 
since 1984. Is plate discipline the problem? Do the Mets need to enroll in camp take a pitch? The Mets are averaging 3.8 pitches per plate appearance. That's the second worst in baseball. Guys like Pilar and McNeil are notorious first ball attackers, and it doesn't always end well. Tyler Kepner of the Times has pointed out the teams that had swung least often this year are the Padres, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Giants, in that order. All those teams hold playoff spots. In fairness, teams like the Red Sox and Rays are leading the majors in chase rate, and those are the top two run-scoring teams in the American League. But I do think there's something there. And I know we can't overlook the irony of saying the best teams have a more disciplined approach after the Mets traded for Javi Baez. Baez is really good, but a disciplined hitter, he is not. The 12-1 to strikeout-to-walk rate will back me up on that. But big swings early, I don't mind if they're sailing over a wall. The Mets have only hit 125 home runs, though, and that's 26th in baseball. Not for nothing, we need to point this out. Uh, 125 home runs, that was a total never reached by the Mets between 1963 and 1985. 23 seasons without hitting that many. Times have changed, man. The vaunted 86 Mets, 148 home runs all year. All year. This year's team's on pace for more than that. They don't appear like they're ready to, to win a World Series, although you never know. Uh, Pete Alonso could easily get to 35 all by himself, if not a few more than that. Alonso still telling everyone to, uh, in the words of a 1986 pop star, don't worry, be happy. Or as I was recently reminded when I saw the, the rerun, as Elaine recounted on Seinfeld during her interview to be an editor, I think it was, maybe it was at Viking Press, uh, Billy Mumphrey was a cockeyed optimist. That's a deep cut Seinfeld reference Perfect for the polar bear. Pete Alonso is a cockeyed optimist, but I don't mind that. Uh, You know, it's a little misplaced Pollyanna happiness sometimes, but that's better than a bucket of frowns and tears and dire predictions. I've said it before, somewhere in between Pete Alonso's up with people routine and a standard call to a talk show, in that middle ground, I think that's the world in which I want to live. Hopeful, mostly happy, but reasonable about this team that just doesn't score too many runs these days. We mentioned Thursday night was a bullpen game for the Dodgers. Uh, That is the calm before the storm, because starting tonight, it's the second time in as many weekends that the Mets have to face Walker Buehler, 2.09 ERA, and Max Scherzer, 2.69 ERA. Dodgers still trying to catch up to the Giants. They've idled between four and five games back for basically three weeks in a row. Padres are having major issues. They will not win the NL West, but the Dodgers still could. And you know who's emerged as a viable MVP candidate? Max Muncy, that funky Muncy. Muncy has a chance to lead the NL in on-base percentage if he can get past Juan Soto. Last Dodger to do that was Pedro Guerrero 36 years ago. Muncy is sixth in all of baseball in OPS. He's behind the two young juniors in the NL, Tatis and Acuna. Guy crushes fastballs, very low chase rate. It's a guy that the Oakland A's flat out gave up on, saving the Dodgers' bacon a full 33 years after those teams met in a World Series. The Mets really should have been in instead. That's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. All right. Let's do this thing. Uh, gorgeous Thursday night on Vin Scully Way. 
the former Fordham Prep and Fordham University great Vince Scully, retired not too long ago, you probably know, but he's on Twitter now. And the thing about Vin that will always be amazing to me, Vin was honored by the Hall of Fame for his broadcasting career after he'd been in the business 33 seasons. He then worked another 34 seasons after he got into the Hall of Fame. So things to like in the first four innings for the Mets. Taiwan Walker pitched pretty well. He allowed a couple of RBI groundouts early, but no big deal. Remember, in his start last week against the Dodgers back at City Field, Taiwan took a no-hitter into the seventh before he gave up the long home run to Will Smith. Also, from the first few innings, Patrick Mazika gunned down Trey Turner trying to steal. Trey Turner was a cockeyed optimist thinking he could run on Pat Mazika. Michael Conforto has now reached base in 18 games in a row. How did that sneak up on us? All of that stuff was fine, but indeed the Mets were down 2-0. They cut the deficit in half in the top of the fourth inning. J.D. Davis doubling home, the cockeyed optimist. But uh, Davis doubled off second on Dom Smith's little looper into the shift. Davis was actually rounding third when the ball was caught. So a 2-1 ball game into the bottom of the fifth. And then our old friend, not Billy Mumphrey, uh, Billy McKinney did some damage. A pinch hit double to score Chris Taylor. Then Trey Turner singled in McKinney. 4-1 to one L.A. And what a pickup Trey Turner has been. This is a guy since the start of last year is first in the majors in batting average. He's the only player in the majors who's hit 300 every month this year. When he's behind in the count, he's a 264 hitter. The average major league hitter is at 190. Average major league hitter with two strikes is at 164. He's at 231. This is a guy that's got almost the exact same slugging percentage as Willie Stargell for his career, higher than that of Andre Dawson. This is not just a slap-hitting speed guy, as I'm sure you know from his time as a national. So, 4-1 to L.A., Walker, six innings, six hits to four runs, four strikeouts. His ERA for the year jumps up to 386. Certainly not bad, but since the All-Star game home run he allowed to Mike Zanino, the ERA has been 9.10. Trevor Williams, a former Cub and Pirate, came on after that. Let's see, he was number 58 of the 61 players used by the Mets so far this year. That's tied with the Cubs for most players of any team in 21. Franchise record. All-time Major League record is 67 players used in one season. The 2019 Mariners, thank you very much. Williams with two innings of hitless relief. So still 4-1 to one as we go to the ninth. Blake Trinan, Trinan to close it out for the home team. 1.80 RA, the former South Dakota State Jackrabbit. Batch of sliders, 1-2-3 innings striking out the side. And then the Randy Newman song. They blare that loudly when the Dodgers win a game. I love L.A. The Mets probably do not. Four runs, six hits, no errors for L.A. They're now 30 games over 500. One, six, and one for the Mets. The only Met with more than one hit was Alonzo. After the game, where the Mets now 61 and 62 and five games out, here's what Luis Rojas had to say after loss number six in the last seven games. Uh, there was one, I think it's second time through, we went like, Four for nine, I think, but we didn't connect. We just one run score and that RBI double from JD. Uh, but you know, a couple of better swings. Um, Pete, you know, first to a bat, really good barreling balls. Um, and uh, Conforto, I mean, a couple of swings, uh, good swings. Uh, he had also tonight Nemo as well. We just didn't connect. I mean, we didn't have any sequence in hitting to create any rally. Uh, There's only the RBI double, uh, scoring Pete from first. Um, and then that was it. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of traffic. 
uh, created throughout the game. You talked a lot before the game about McNeil's struggles again, you know, struggling tonight. What, what did you make of tonight's game in particular? Did you see anything that, that would be a positive sign? And, you know, if not just overall, just where do you think he's at? Where's his head at right now? Yeah, well, he was he actually got himself in good counts. I mean, we've seen that in Max swings at first pitch, at the first pitch a lot, and that's known around the league. And uh, I think he did a good job laying off early and then getting into hitters count. So he got into those two holes a few times, but then he, you know, missed some pitches, middle down. Um, he, he hits those pitches. So I, I think his bat is in and out of the zone. Uh, that's why he's rolling over. He's hitting that ground ball the second. He's done it a lot in the last couple of games. Um, Got to got to work on him. We got to work on his approach. Make sure that his barrel is staying through the zone longer. Uh, he's able to drive the ball. So that's what I saw. At least you know getting ahead, not giving out some one pitch like he's done it. Uh, that's you know a little bit little bit better, but still got to work on his swing. All right, there you have it. There's a little from the manager. Uh, meantime, we are continuing our countdown towards Jerry Kuzman's number retirement ceremony. Officially, in just eight days, never again will a Met wear 36. And yesterday was the anniversary of one of the best starts of Kuzman's Mets career. Summer of 69, 12 innings of scoreless baseball against the Giants. Allowed five hits, struck out eight. Mets lost it one nothing in 17 innings. Ron Hunt came through with an RBI single with two outs in the 17th. Kuzman's 12 scoreless innings lowered his ERA to 1.77 for the season at that point. How many number 36s can you name, by the way, that played for the Mets besides Jerry Kuzman? Every year through 2017, somebody wore that number, but not since 2017, saving a place on the mantle for the Minnesota native. The last several 36s for the Mets, Sean Gilmartin, the guy with the perfect stirrups, who was married to a former White House press secretary, Catcher Juan Centeno, who was kind of the uh, Pat Mazika of his time, backup catcher, Colin McHugh, Wore that number. He had one of the best ever Mets debuts as a starting pitcher. He's since moved on to the Astros and Rays. Dale Fair, Darren O'Day. Sounds like the Mets in the morning house band now, doesn't it? Ed Lynch was a terrific 36. Ron Darling says Tyler McGill uh, is an Ed Lynch starter kit. Huge right-hander, similar stuff, similar delivery. But Kuzman, by far, the most famous Mets 36. And as of August 28th, no Met will ever wear that number again. Other famous 36s in sports, I was looking at this because there's not really that many. Marcus Smart in the NBA, back in the day, Rasheed Wallace. Uh, in football, Jerome Bettis, but not too many other famous 36s. Uh, in baseball, really all pitchers of Kuzman's era, Gaylord Perry, Jim Cott. Way back in the day, Robin Roberts, a very good 36. You want the number with the most sizzle in baseball history? We can argue about this some other time. But in the words of rerun on what's happening... Give me five, not just for David Wright and Davey Johnson, by the way, when he managed the Mets. Albert Pujols, George Brett, Jeff Bagwell, Brooks Robinson, Johnny Bench, Joe DiMaggio. You want to fight me on this point? You want to tell me 24? Yeah, maybe. Willie Mays, Ricky Henderson, Ken Griffey Jr., Miguel Cabrera. That's fair. But I will take five, so to speak. I will take the number five. Thank you very much. Glad we've had this little chat. As for what's Going on between now and that upcoming homestand, still three games to go against these Dodgers starting tonight with Walker Bueller on the mound for L.A. 12-2 and two with a 2.09, a whip of a paltry 0.94. That is a whip. 
LA overall winners in 14 of 17. They're simply playing really well, even without Kershaw and Betts, among others. The Mets will counter with Carlos Carrasco, who simply needs to kick it into gear now and not later. It's four starts as a Met. His ERA is over 10. That's after he was hanging sliders against the Dodgers last time out, and they shellacked him for six runs in not even two innings. That's the game that Brandon Drury and Kevin Pillar both had to pitch. L.A. 20-4, and four, its last 24 games against the Mets. And I think the Mets really need to find a way to go, I'd say, 2-1. and one this weekend. If they do that, they will head home 62 and 62 and maybe four games out. They'll be assumably getting back Lindor and Baez together at that point. And if you want to look way ahead, the season ends with three in Atlanta. If the Mets are three out at that point, that's too many. They'd have to sweep to force a fourth game of that series and win that one too. I do not like those odds. But if they go in there one game back that weekend and then win two out of three, that sounds like a plan. That would hold them off. And that sounds like the Mets in the Morning House Band, doesn't it? Playing me off. Care to meet them? Let's do an all number 36 in honor of Coos here. On the keyboards, Mark Bombach. Slapping to bass, Mike Birkbeck. Not the same guy, by the way. Two different pitchers. The horn section, reliever Jeff Tam. And the drummer, You got it. You probably recognize the name here. Greg McMichael. This is Josh Lewin reminding you to subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Spread the word. Write a review. Reach out on Twitter. At Josh Lewin Stuff. I'd love to hear from you. Once again, the final from Thursday night in L.A. It was the Dodgers 4 and the Mets 1. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.